I throwing you off? Nope. Didn't think so. Hey, now welcome to a special edition of the Banana Club Podcast. I'm with Benny Everett Davis III and Dante Jamal Rendon, and we're going to do an episode on another class, not AP Gov, but AP Literature and Composition for Miss Taylor. The topic of this question will be, what is the value of literature in the world today? Now, I know it sounds like a very broad question, to be honest, but, you know, there's a lot of ways we could put this through. So let's start off with Benny or Dante. You know, one of you guys can say, I'm going to say the question again. What is the value of literature in the world today? So uh, I think uh, the value of literature in today's world is to pass on messages and writings from millions to thousands to only a few years ago. And uh, the literature um, of this, um, the writing aspect of it, uh, the written word, uh, I think there's nothing that is more powerful than that. Um, So like basically... The scriptures and like the words in scriptures are more powerful than anything else. Well, so, you know what I mean, like because like you could take well, this in one way, like paint a picture. It means a thousand words, right? So yeah. is a painting worth more than literature that you see in a book? You know, no, because the written word is like one of the most ancient things that humans have created. Um, there's still writings from... Well, what about drawings? So, you know, like, cave paintings of, like, the natives. Like, you know, Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals. Well, you could argue that that's in the same same area or same subject as literature. Uh-huh. Because they both convey meaning and, in a sense, words. Well, what are your thoughts, Dante? Yeah, um, literature does have a very important role in the world today. I think especially um, in its ability to be able to present um, a certain viewpoint or a certain life experience that somebody may have experienced. You know, um, it really allows people to be able to connect to other people that perhaps they may not have been able to connect to before or perhaps other cultures in the world or other just general things that people may not be familiar with. Um, without that power within literature, I think a lot of people would just be sort of stuck within their own bubble of just knowledge. I see. Well, I mean, so you're basically saying that it's like kind of like bridging the gap between like one nation to another in terms of like you write one thing and, you know, maybe they may not understand, but they may yeah. convey like what you're trying to say and yeah and not just necessarily nations although nations do tend to have their distinct cultures or just like cultural gaps yeah just just cultural gaps and also just life experiences uh especially like in memoirs where people recount their life experiences yeah yeah so i mean what i think about you know literature in a way I, i think obviously books and all that but you know another way i think about it is that we're lucky to live in america right True. Am I right, Benny? That's right. So, you know, we have all this technology and all, and, you know, other nations elsewhere, other places elsewhere, they don't really have all that much technology. And the way they go in and out of the, you know, moving world is through scriptures, through literature, through books, through news, through written text 
that they get, you know. They may not always get the news. They may Their radio may not even work. And I forgot what, like, wind turbine movie I saw Miss Cohen's, but it really goes to show that, you know, countries, third world, like, barely have the chance to really get that technology into them to get that, you know, news, like, right there. They have to wait a couple of days for it to come to them. And I guess that really goes to show the value of literature in the world and not just here. Mm-hmm. Um, Today, it's it's a big way to express ourselves and for everybody to have the freedom to put themselves out there and their what they're feeling, their emotions. And, yeah. What do you guys think about that? That's an X. Okay, well... That's kind uh, of thank going you, Dante. Thank you. Okay, you guys, you guys got to speak up, too, because, like, you guys are really quiet. All right, I'll speak up. Thank you. So, another way I'm going to think about this is that, you know, when I think about literature nowadays, you know, you always think about, you know, the books you read, the nearest, like, well, Harry Potter came out while you, so not, not even Harry Potter. The nearest, like, Diary of a Wimpy Kid book, you know? Shout out, uh, I forget the author. J.K. Rowling. No, that's Harry Potter. Something Kimmel, right? Oh. Uh, no, that's Jimmy Kimmel. No. Oh. <laughs> it starts with K. Kenny. 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 Je- Jeff Kenny. Jeff, Jeff Kenny. Kenny. Jeff so, Kenny. okay, okay. Beyond the fact. <laughs> Wait, it's is like Jeff? Jeff, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, besides the... Dude. Like, besides the fact of, like, modern-day literature, you think about it in the world today, but... You also need to realize that there's history behind it. Like one of you two said, I kind of forgot. You know, it goes back. Yeah. And, you know, the way it gets passed down, like folklore in a way, you know, you hear it, you hear, like, say, Bigfoot, for instance, you know. Now, pictures of it didn't show until, like, probably like 70s, 60s, but, like, they're probably, like, the Yeti and all that, like, different similar folklores. And those get passed down, and that kind of goes to show, like, you know, stories have been told for years, and in the world today, it still has that kind of impact where, you know, somebody could read a book of Harry Potter from J.K. Rowling, and, you know, another person could have the similar thoughts, similar feedback, and that's where, like, the fan base of it is today. And you could also say, like, how you said it in memoirs, for instance, you know, it kind of goes to convey one person's thoughts and, like, their decision, their bias towards, like, some ideology or one uh, opinion. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys think about that? Uh, I think that's a very good point. Uh, just like the fact that, yeah, when literature, unlike um, just like verbal, um, just like speaking and stuff, uh, it's kind of almost just like solidified in just literature because uh, like depending on how popular or widespread like certain literatures are, they can be influential and pass on those ideas. Like you were saying with Bigfoot, I know it's like a weird example, but Mommy, I was like the only thing that came up in my head when I was thinking about folklore. Yeah, but just uh, just how like ideas can be passed down for a long time, just by one person writing down their ideas and kind of just like influencing like future like generations. Yeah, impacting future generations. I guess show like how literature is taking place because your technology is so new, but you know, literature has been passed down. Like I said for generations, it's probably like the third time I said this. I want to keep on running on on it, but you know. The Bible, literally, you know, the Quran, these holy scriptures have been passed down for thousands of years, 2,000 years, 2,022 years, if you really want to say. I don't really know. I'm not that religious in 
that way. But, you know, scriptures like that have been passed down and kind of goes to show how, you know, impactful and how that value is that, you know, even scriptures from two millennia ago are still being used today. You know, the Rosetta Stone, you know, the holy, like, statue or, like, grail. Well, no, not the Holy Grail. The Rosetta Stone like, kind of shows, like, like the same text being written in, like, like, three different languages that aren't even used right now. Like, Egyptian, like, Greek, and, like, I don't know, Phoenician, for all I know. It's, like, it was kind of, like, the first way of, like, translation. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sees, like, the steps of literature as a whole. I don't know where I'm going with it, but it's just, like, we're using these old scriptures. We have these old scriptures. We have these old literature. We have these old novels, and we're, like, using them today still. And it just sees how impactful it is. You can write something down. And unless there's a fire, like in the Alexandria Library or something like that, you know, it will stay for practically forever. There are scriptures written on, you know, bamboo sticks, you know, from Asia, and they are found today. Some Sri Lanka, you know, there are verses, and they're, they're like scriptures from like a holy, like, I don't know what the book is in Buddhism. I never really remembered. But like, there are like scriptures of that that are still like found even after a fire for all I know. And it just it shows how like impactful it is and how like valuable it is because once you break a device that you typed on, it may not be found. It's a service kind of fire. You can't get that back. It stayed. It stayed there. But I mean, a book can be kept in like a safe space and it will stay forever. And you don't need a computer to find out what it means. It's right there, hand in hand. You guys have any other questions to ask me or to ask each other? Oh, another thing that has to do with literature a big part of it is storytelling storytelling yeah storytelling today is i mean basically i mean when you think about it shows movies plays even it all the basis of all of it is literature it really Mm. is um and yeah it's just like the modern 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 way of storytelling um yeah what are you guys thoughts on Storytelling. Yeah. Well, I think storytelling is, like, pretty profound because, you know, I'm looking at a book right here that my dad's boss gave me, and it's just, like, you know, that's their story, storytelling. She's dead now, and she's trying to, like, it's about, like, a magic tree and all that. And I guess even in Ojai, I don't know if you two, because you went to Miramani and Dante, you went to Myers Oaks, but in Topa, there was a storytelling festival. And every year in K through 6, we walked down to Libby Parker, took the trolley down to Libby Park, Libby Bowl, and we'd, like, hear these storytellings. It's just, like, stories from people from all across the country. And we get to hear about, like, all of this. And it's, like, at, sometimes it's, like, a fictional story. Other times it's, like, folklore stories. And other times it's about a story about themselves. It's kind of, like, you're young at first, and you don't really understand it. You just think it's a really cool story. But you go to show, like, they put thought and effort into all this, and... You know it's really there's more meaning to it even though it's really one-dimensional when you're really young once you go back and you probably find a recording of the 2011 OI like storytelling festival you can see how much meaning is within it and probably the adults the teachers there probably found how profound it is and I see that kind of shows how like great storytelling is as a whole right and also I think literature is um, just sort of like a better like means of um, just like conversation in a way just because you know uh the author has more time to convey their thoughts into one single like work 
mm-hmm. instead of as with like free speaking where somebody may have to you know they might not say exactly what they want to say in the moment and yeah that's just one of the better things about literature just how you really get to say what you mean yeah and you really like like you said take your time yeah you know because when you're speaking one for one it's like it's like what because in an interview you're really right there dead on you don't know what questions you're going to be asked but when it's like a letter you're writing a letter from questions that you already have you have that time to think it's like a hope like literature could go straight to like a homework assignment you know you have the basically the rules of what to do you have this due date and you have from then until the due date to really take your time to really take in and like do what you want with it right which is what i'm doing right now because i had the chance to have a paper a doc a speech like i could write my own art i could draw my own art i could have a poem but i chose a podcast and that's my choice right and i'm taking my time with this because you know we might go 30 minutes we might go 20 minutes but we're having this long conversation it's sort of improv but we had this question that we've known for like well i've known for like weeks right yeah i think uh also one of the great parts about literature in today's world specifically is just how compared to like other um just outlets of like information such as like movies or videos online is that you can as with like how the authors take their time to make uh, pieces of literature mm-hmm. um, the reader uh, the audience could also take their time as well to um, sort of process that information as you go along you could go along at your own pace and unlike some you know more fast-paced like um, just outlets um, of information today where it's just like all the information all at once just just blasted in your in your mind almost yeah sometimes you don't have enough time to maybe like totally process that information so with literature with written text i think it's it's a great like alternative to many of like the mainstream outlets yeah yeah and you know it kind of goes to the sense of like analyzation of scriptures of texts and like other literature you know like text i said that again but you know miss taylor's listening to this you know and or anybody in ap lit you know we had that series when or that topic when we were going out to poems we had the poem like march madness and did you did your class have that no. we had like the po- oh you didn't know so we had like all these poems and i'm probably gonna write the essay soon but even though it was due like two months ago sorry but you know we had we had these poems and we had to go in depth and we had our own chance to have our analysis on each and every one of them you know we take a week to look at one and then it became two and then it became like three i think or four at a time it's just like you know these are such like poems they're poems it's such little text but it conveys so much information in that much and it's such like a condensed meaningful like scripture in a way and you know i wasn't the best student obviously this year specifically but like if i took my time reading it once i took my time reading it and i kind of did it if i ever did the work you know you kind of show you like think about these not images but you kind of think of these thoughts of like you know what it could mean and what it couldn't mean and like why it said them why it would and you kind of have this analysis on it and I know you probably did some analysis of your own, you know, reading books like Station Eleven and all that. 
and it's like even though Station Eleven is like a pretty big book compared to a poem, you know, it has just as much meaning, if not more, than a poem itself. Yeah. Now, one thing that I want to go into that I just have a question off the top of my head. Yeah, the val- we're asking the what's the value of literature in the world today. Now, what's the value of literature in technology such as games? You know, and it's such an off-ball question, but when you come to think about it, you know, even though games are like by adults are thought to like rot brains, all that, you know, we saw how like I don't know what I swear I was watching something how like it was saying how like games rot your brain and blah blah blah, you know. Like people have these notions of like what it could mean, but these are detailed and like specifically like single player games, you know. Mm-hmm. RDR two, like there's so much built into it where specifically RDR two, Red Dead Redemption two, where it's a Western game. Obviously, we're not in the Western right now. We're not in the 1800s right now. But they took their time to really, like, for five years, put in all this effort to make it seem like and look like and hear like and, you know, make it visually pleasing to look like the Wild West. And how does that value of literature tie into games? Um, I think it ties into those types of games just because... Yeah, I think it reaches, like, a new audience, maybe an audience that would be more prone to not... Um, just sort of going into that type of literature, you know, mm. just because, you know, there's like the stereotype, I think, of just like people that play video games just don't like to read, I don't know, or just like indulge in like literature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, most games are actually based off of, <clears throat> most games are actually based off of uh, literature or well, for example... Like, God of War. Yeah. It was about Kratos. I mean, well, most of them are just based on historical events, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. most, like, all of the Call of Duties are based off of wars. Except the new ones. Yeah. But well, they're I based mean, off, like, World War Two. you know, Cold War. Yeah. World War I, you know? So, uh, and then, other than that, I mean, what are other games you guys can think of? Well, I already said God of War, I was talking about Kratos, and it's going on to, like, more fictionary, but it's still based off of Kratos, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, like I said, Red Dead Redemption 2, talking about the Wild West, you know, it brings in scriptures from, you know, the 1800s. Yeah. It talks about historical facts in the 1800s. Um, yeah, there's, like, to make those games, you have to really... I mean, literally all Marvel games, because they're already based off of literature from comics. Yeah. 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 What? You guys got nothing? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I think the question obviously is what's the value of the literature in the world today? So let's think about it in today's aspect because you know, before we were talking about games, we were talking about, you know, mostly in the past. So it, let's talk about the world in a sense because at the start I was talking about, you know, Africa, you know, third world countries, you know, some parts of Asia. They don't have all the technology. So. How does that value play in a role, not only to the third world, but, you know, the world as a whole? Because not all places have that technology, but also we do, too. But we have the same sense of, the, of, of literature at the same sense because, you know, we could have one book, let's say, oh, well, not Harry Potter this time. Let's say we have Catch-22, right? And another country, let's say China, or rural China, they might have, or rural America, too. You know, where they don't have a bunch of internet. They have a Catch-22 book. 
how how's the value of literature compared to each other? If I read Catch Twenty Two, if Sean read Catch Twenty Two, you read Catch Twenty Two, Benny read Catch Twenty Two, how's that different from someone from like in the middle of Kansas, middle rural like farmland Kansas? How do both of them interpret that literature? And you don't have to say Catch Twenty Two as well. You can just say any book. So you're talking about like culturally? Well, not culturally, but like, like perception. Well, what I'm trying to like think about is that. Well, now I'm basically answering my own question and my own opinion. <laughs> so, basically, what I'm saying is, like, I'm sitting here in Ojai. You know, I can go and spark notes anytime I want. I could read more, talk to you guys more about, you know, oh, did you read Catch-22? Maybe Dante did. No. Well, I know you did, but let's say you did. Okay. Let's, let's say that. Either. Like, we could... I know. <laughs> I know you have it, but... Basically, like, if I, I could talk to you and communicate to you about Catch-22, if this person in, like, Kansas or somewhere where there's no internet to like you know really socialize upon the book they read it would they take it in more than someone like I would because would I be reading it at first level because they would have more time to think about it because I'm going like really like hypothetical here well yeah I mean it's just yeah well I think in this like really hypothetical situation well I'm not trying to say like well it's obviously hypothetical but I'm saying like okay it goes back to the to, it's literature is an art. Yeah. So, it's one of those things where uh, what's the quote for art? It's like, art. Oh, art is subjective. True. Mm-hmm. So everybody, everybody, can everybody take it sees everything different. You know, like, mm-hmm. like this picture right here on the computer screen. It's a red and blue aloe vera tree. Yeah. So you might find if you analyzed it, you might find a different meaning than I will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think I mean go back to your question about the catch 22 thing i mean yeah i mean no matter what background you have it can be interpreted a thousand different ways and and we as humans and our human nature are just different and we we all see the world differently um because of our experiences what kind of question i was gonna go on i was gonna say like like to just kind of broaden out what i was gonna say i was gonna be like if because would everybody in every country interpret the same book differently or would they all interpret the same but you obviously had artist objective yeah because there's still that error in the sense that you know everybody would take it differently no matter where they are in the world yeah so I mean to kind of wrap it up in the sense here I don't know how long we've been going on for this you know what is the value of literature to you guys what is it held upon YouTube and I'll talk about it in a second but you know what has it brought to you because for me you know I'm looking around in the living room right now there's a whole table of just you know books natural geographic magazines because literature can be found in many ways we already said games you know literature can be in an audio book it can even be found in music it can be found anywhere if a picture means a thousand words that could be found you know it's obviously like you said subjective you can interpret it how you want. But, you know, the value of it, of literature to me, obviously, later in my... Because back then, I used to read a lot. Now I don't as much. I saw my personal time. If it's, like, a really good, like, nonfiction book, if it's a really good, like, memoir, I'll really read it. And it just... My value of history, uh, of literature, is history. Because finding scriptures of these people, like, that lived before me and learning about it, it means a lot. And it means to know the past and that's as broad as I can say it right now let's go on to you Dante what do you think what's the value of literature to you 
Uh, to me, I think the value of literature is just, and I think it might apply to everyone, but it's just sort of like, you're almost just educating yourself because that's really what literature provides in a sense. It's just, it gives you the information and it's up to you to, you know, take away something from that information, apply it maybe to your own life, to your own experiences, you know, get to know what other people's lives might be like, what situations might be like all around the world. It kind of, you know, it it opens up like your your spectrum of just like ideas and just sort of of like the world as a whole. It's just it opens up your mind to just being more informed just about everything in general, I think. And I think the more informed you are in general, just the more well informed you can make like decisions and just um be more sort of considerate of other people and just the world as a whole how about you how about you many for me literature um has enlightened me mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest thing about literature that has that's done for me um it's kind of the same thing as wisdom and knowledge um i have similar to you kevin <laughs> history that's a big part of it um yeah i mean i learned all my history and from literature of course that's kind of all we have for history is because you can't change the past and the past is history yeah and, and everything from the past the only thing that can be preserved and kept is the written word yeah and so, because no voice can mean as much as what somebody has wrote down yeah. to, pr- to prove fact. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that literature has done is to expand. I mean, it's for everyone, obviously. Um, it's the same thing, but um, it just enlightens me. And another small thing it does is entertainment. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Um, it's for entertainment. Yeah. Why you could put that there. And... Yeah, but just I, I mean, literature is involved in in every day of my life. Yeah. So baseline, I mean, like you said, literature is used in every day of your life. It's used in everyone, everybody's daily life. Because you may not read every day, but you know, you watch something. You write. You might watch a documentary. You might watch this or that. You might watch a YouTube video. And somewhere, somewhere, there's gonna be kind of a hint towards certain literature. Yeah. So you can't hide away from literature in any way because literature's around you no matter what. You'll see it. Everything is, almost everything is really literature. And I mean, to go even down in the loophole, down the iceberg, this podcast is even literature. Yeah. In its sense and its history in its sense because it, even though it's not written, you know, even though I contradict you what I said in the past, how, you know, <laughs> writing something's better than on technology, you know, yeah. until. That Spotify server's broken. <laughs> to like Google Drive server's broken. This will be kept to the public forever. Yeah. And I think I think that'll do it for it. And whoever listened to this, thank you. I don't know why. Unless it was Taylor or like Nishan. Alright. Peace. <laughs>